good evening, and welcome to our show. Thanks for joining the Cherry Ice Cream Smile Podcast, a place where friends who just happen to be Durannies get together to talk about our love of music, pop culture, concerts, and of course, our favorite boys, past, present, and future. Hi, this is Suzanne. I'm Jody. Hi, this is Stephanie. Hi, this is Deanna. And we have our mascots with us here today, Rio and Tori, my two chihuahuas, so hopefully they're not going to speak up too much. Okay, so we're going to talk about shows. We live in Austin, which is the live music capital of the world, so we like to go to shows. And I think fortunately, a lot of artists like to come do shows in Austin and nearby in San Antonio, so we get a little spoiled being Especially here. Especially with South by Southwest and yes. the Austin City Limits Festival and now the F1 every year. We've got major apps that come to play that. So we're constantly around music. I feel like we're probably even one of the smaller markets that people are willing to come to, which is also nice for us. I think we are very spoiled with ACL Live, with the Moody Theater, and with the 310, which tonight I'm going to get to go see... 10,000 Maniacs. I know that Natalie's not with them anymore, but I saw her back in the day. So, so it's 5,000 Maniacs? It's 5,000. No. <laughs> it's 8,000 Maniacs. Yeah. I don't know how many of them are the fans. How many members are left? So, um, but it's fun because it's a tiny, tiny venue. It only holds 300 people. Fantastic. The sound is fantastic, and there are clean bathrooms, which is always nice. <laughs> I'm going for the first time. Uh, Have you never been? To see Steve Malkmus. No, I've never <gasps> I love it. I think it may be my favorite venue here. And I'm also trying to talk Katrina of Katrina and the Waves to come play there because I met her on the 80s cruise. But I'll tell you all more about that later. But Katrina, you need to come play 310 in Austin. (laughs) So I think you all just went to a show, too. Yes. Was that at the Moody Theater or was that? ACL. Okay. Which is around the corner. Yes, upstairs. Upstairs. <laughs> and um, my beloved Snowbachol was here, and I hadn't seen them in seven years, and it was fantastic. And Miss Jody was with me. My first time to see Snow Patrol. Yes, and she was highly impressed, as she should have been, and I knew <laughs> she would be. Such a great vibe. We met so many cool people, some people that have traveled, that were traveling to shows from D.C., from... Oh my gosh, where else? Well, Chuck came from yeah. East Texas. My friend Chuck came from East Texas, um, who is my snow patrol partner in crime. Since Christy had to move away, um, it was fantastic. We just met a lot of cool people who had traveled to shows, as we all do. You know, there's that group of people who every fan base, every band has that fan base, and it's always just a delight to talk to people from across the country, from across the world, um, to tra- who travel to see their favorite bands and then and meet new people and enjoy live music. And what, t- okay, what tickets do we have right now? What tickets? What tickets do we have in our hands? I know. <sighs> I get to go see ZZ Top <laughs> with Cheap Trick and Bad Company opening. I'm taking my brother. It's his birthday present. And fun fact about ZZ Top is that in the 80s, I lived five houses down from Frank Beard. In, in Pecan Grove? In no, in, uh, in Quill Valley. Quill, oh, okay. In okay. Quill Valley okay. in Houston. And well, then you lived right around the corner from me. Yes, so you <laughs> live by a member of ZZ Top also. <laughs> and the funny thing is, is if y'all know anything about ZZ Top, is Frank Beard is the only one without the beard. He's the drummer. I, I don't know. I, I was in elementary school, and the only thing I really remember is that 
my friends and I decided to go on a scavenger hunt and we went and we sang legs in front of his house as loud as we can. About 12, 13 year olds thought we were so cool and he wasn't home, but his wife came out and she thought we were hilarious. So (laughs) we weren't like obnoxious fans. We were just singing praises in front of his house. And that that was quite a memory. So yes, but I've never seen them live. So I'm excited in a few weeks I get to see them. I saw a tea trick a long, long time ago because my dear, dear, dear friend Danny and his band Gypsy Blue was invited to open for Cheap Trick. And it was this teeny tiny little club in Baton Rouge, I think, that was, it was awesome. It was just so cool to see them in that tiny little space and for my friend and his band to open for them. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And then who else is coming? Oh, well, I see Foo Fighters in two weeks. Again, in New Orleans. In New Orleans. In New Orleans. Um, I've got, got that. Yeah, I've got garbage coming up. Are you going to see garbage? Go. Um, we may be seeing Cypress in a week. Yeah. Again. Well, Jody hasn't seen them yet. They are fantastic live. We've got. See, I mentioned Steve Malcolmus from Pavement. Also, the Lemonheads at the end of May. Really? Mm-hmm. Where are they playing? Barracuda downtown. So I saw the Lemonhead. The Lemonheads open for Weezer. No. At Liberty Lunch. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Oh yeah. That would have been great. Oh yeah. That's like I've one. never seen Weezer. Ah, How have you never seen I Weezer? Don't know because I love them. <laughs> Side note about Weezer: I just got the Teal album on vinyl on <laughs> Record Store Day, so I'm super excited. Of course you got that. That makes total sense. And then next that. month I get to see the B52s and Berlin and OMD are opening, and my brother's taking me to that for my birthday. So this is like we're gonna do birthday presents. We're just oh, gonna good. take each other. Two days before they come here, so yeah, I'll probably end up at that show eventually as okay. well too. I love the B52s. I love them a lot, and I probably going to go to next year's 80s cruise because they're going to play and they're the best party band ever. My fun little fact on the B-52s is last (laughs) year they came and played ACL Live. I bought the tambourine at the merch table that they all autographed because I was like, I don't need a t-shirt. I want tambourine. So I'm playing the tambourine in the back with my friends that are in the back. And then I decided I wanted to go try to get as close as I could during the encore just to kind of dance and have fun. The crowds parted. (laughs) <laughs> like they they like they like would tap each other on the shoulder and see the tambourine and like let me come to the front because I had the tambourine. So I may just have to take the tambourine to all the B fifty two shows. Of course, just carry it. You absolutely yeah. need to. Yeah, yeah. that so. way they may invite you on stage. Exactly. Jody and I were trying to be be the B fifty twos last year for Halloween, and it didn't work because yeah. I was because you were I sick. I, I know. So I, yeah, I was gonna yeah. be Cindy and she was gonna be Kate, and we were gonna try to make her husband. Be Fred or whatever tall guy we could get. So maybe again (laughs) one day. Yes. I mean that totally needs to happen. I still revere Kate. I think she is my spirit female. I love her dearly. I think she is fantastic. We both have red hair. Yes. And I have really big blue eyes like Cindy and (laughs) and and a giant bouffant wig. (laughs) So okay, so. Wait, I've got another show that we as Duranis should be super jealous. Oh yeah. We're not 100% confirmed that we're going yet, but Ray's favorite band is Guided by Voices. Of course, I love Guided by Voices, too. And they release three or four albums a year. Most recently, well, there's a new one that just came out. We just realized this yesterday. But a couple months ago, another new one just came out. And it was renowned for its, like, 50 songs on one album. I mean, these guys are so prolific. On New Year's Eve this year... In L.A., 
Guided by Voices is playing a 100-song set. <laughs> and I was like, That's we have to go! You have to. We that's have incredible. to go! Oh my yes. gosh, we have to go. So as of right now, that's an iffy, but it's wow. one of his favorite bands. I have seen them four or five times. I love them dearly. I love watching their fans at their shows, and I, I just I, I have to go to L.A. to see Guided by Voices. Okay. Oh, and y'all, y'all have one other ticket that I know about y'all haven't talked about yet who just got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, yes, we have Mr. Brian Ferry. <laughs> oh, yes, we're going to see Brian Ferry. Yes, we're going to see Mr. Brian Ferry. Um, finally. Joe Sy just inducted yeah. him into the Hall of Fame. because the last time we had uh, Brian Ferry tickets, a certain British Birmingham boy band, not boy band. Boy band. Oh, <laughs> God. Oh, God, no. Why did I just say that? Oh, Band of boys. Band of boys. Birmingham boys, because I absolutely hate the term boys. Brummies. Especially, yes, the brummies. Um, they decided to uh, play the same night as Ryan Ferry, oh, so right. we you had to uh, sell those tickets, so we're pretty excited to see Mr. Ferry play. Only two years later. Exactly. Yeah, two years did. later. Yeah. So Some things yeah. take precedence. I may have to go to that show. I don't have a ticket right now. Yeah, you should go. I may have to go. Mm, it's going to be good. I, I mean, watching the Hall of Fame last night on HBO, I was very, very, very pleasantly surprised that Barry's voice is the same. Yeah. I mean, he's still very charismatic. He's still got very strong voice. And then compared to, like, Joe Elliott of Def Leppard, who doesn't have that high range anymore, and he sounds like he's croaking or something. I mean, it Comparatively, Brian Ferry is still. Have like, you seen? Amazing. But have you seen Def Leppard live? Well, after watching it last night, I was like, "Geez, why haven't I seen Def Leppard?" They live? are fantastic live. I've seen them twice. They yeah. so wow. maybe he mm-hmm. can't go go quite he as high. But I okay. One I will have to say one of the best live songs I've ever seen in the show was Rock of Ages. Oh, Rock of Ages, Death Leopard. I mean, them. it was like almost like a praise song, like <laughs> to the god of rock and roll. I mean, it was rock just it was Rock of Ages and it was one of the best live songs I have ever seen. Like it's just it's amazing. Yeah. So yeah. their energy is so great. And then what's the guitar player? The one that, the, Oh, there's Colin. Last Colin. Colin. I can't remember his But name. he's the one that looks really good. Like he looks better now than in the eighties. Oh, apparently now he's like vegan and he like yes, a no, shirt. he doesn't wear a shirt now. Totally oh like yeah, yeah, naked up top. Yeah, and, and he looks really good. He's, got he's the like six-pack. yes, yes. Yeah, I don't remember if that's Steve. Steve Collins. I what think that's his name. name. I don't know. Bill but anyways, not. Oh oh oh! <laughs> hey! Oh my gosh! Steve Collins passed away. Oh, but that's right. Hey, but I'm going to see Bill Collins. You're going to see Bill Collins. Hello. This year, I'm is, so jealous. He is the I'm not dead yet tour or whatever. Yes. Yeah, so yes, in September, I'm gonna go see Mr. Collins. And the Rolling Stones were supposed to play today, and I was gonna go to Houston and beg for a ticket, but they had to you know, postpone because of the surgery situation. Yes. So, yes, and then they were also gonna play was it Voodoo Fest? Or? Yeah, they were supposed to do Voodoo, and then Fleetwood Max stepped in when they had to step but out. Then and Stevie now got, but Stevie got sick, she had the they series. rescheduled their dates. Uh, okay. Fleetwood Max, but so thinking. Who's doing voodoo? I don't know. But we saw Fleetwood Mac a few yes, months ago. we saw Fleetwood Mac recently. Fleetwood Mac was awesome. And then I realized that Neil Finn left Fleetwood Mac to go to Australia to play four nights at the Sydney Opera House. Uh, the Opera House, yeah. thank you. 
I cried. The commercial just made me cry. It was so fantastic. Like everyone in the crowd was singing. Yeah. And he, Neil, just sounds fantastic. He sounds oh. fantastic. Oh, and he did um, Don't Dream a Jumper at the Fleetwood Mac show solo. Oh. And then CB came to join. It was magic. Yeah. I mean, oh, his yeah. His voice is on point yeah. still. Yeah. Um, and so, then yeah. CB did Free Fallen. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't even want to talk about Tom Petty because I will cry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been crying all night because yeah. it's Willie Nelson's 86th birthday, and they're playing all Willie songs on KUTX this weekend. Happy birthday! I've been Willie. crying all morning. Oh, Willie's 86. Oh, so Willie has a song, "I Am Not Dead Yet." Yes, yes, that I that I heard yes. last year. So people that know me know right now I have a goal to see everyone that they come to town because I want to see them before they are dead. And I saw, I saw Willie at the Hurricane Harvey benefit. So it, let, let's get this lineup. It was Willie, Lyle Lovett, James Taylor, Bonnie Raitt, Paul Simon, Gary Eddie Burkell. Yeah, they were there. Um, a couple other, but the main ones were the old school ones. Bonnie Raitt played with all of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Like she was fantastic. Yeah. Like, they would sing like three songs and then Bonnie would like jump out and start playing with them and stuff. So that was just great. And, and I'm really glad I got to see um, Willie. So happy birthday, Willie. <laughs> okay. Any other shows that we were forgetting, uh, like really well, important oh my ones. Gosh, I, I have the uh, Morrissey uh, with uh, Interpol. If he shows well, up. Or Interpol opening <laughs> up for Interpol, which is in my <laughs> opinion will not suck because Interpol, I love me some Interpol. <laughs> So it could be Interpol with, with Interpol. Morrissey or Morrissey with Interpol or Interpol opening up for themselves. It's all good. It's all yeah. good. Yeah. And see, I refuse to buy a ticket to that just out of spite. I don't care that Morrissey may show up. He's yeah. not going to. Again, <laughs> not the, going again to. the Interpol opening for themselves appealed to me. Yeah. So I have a third Morrissey ticket because I have two that's canceled right. San Antonio uh, show pieces. <laughs> Of my ticket collection, but that's okay. <laughs> okay, so well, okay, you did mention Tom Petty, and I just have to say, yes. I have been a fan of Tom Petty since seventy-seven, seventy-eight. My sister's favorite song was "Refugee." I will never forget singing mm. that with her. I finally got to see him live the April before he died, oh. and it was it was another one of those things where everybody in the crowd is singing. You could tell he wasn't feeling good. You could tell he was somewhere else mentally yeah he still was right on with the music and made everybody just love him that much more so mm. it was a fantastic so sad. i know psa people don't mix drugs <laughs> even if doctors prescribe them to you because of tom and prince and all of yeah. those people i mean it's just regular prescriptions they get all messed up so be careful yeah okay so question what's the farthest you've gone for a show for a show Anybody in particular? Yeah, whatever. Like, are the weirdest place? Weirdest or farthest place that y'all go? Harlingen, Texas. <laughs> you went to Harlingen? I went to Harlingen to see Duran. Which is crazy town because I went to high school in Harlingen, <laughs> and I they never would have come down there. No. And, yeah, I don't even know why they were there that time. Yes, that's a story into itself. Flying to Harlingen, but I that's the weirdest probably, where yes. you can see the macchiadoras in the background. Yeah, and this weird arena in the middle of nowhere just right on the border furthest would probably be duran in san francisco when they played um golden gate park okay yeah so stephanie and i have probably been to my furthest show was in dc when we went to see duran duran 
on New Year's Eve. Now, as of November, that will not be my friend's show because I am flying to London to go see AHA do the entire Hunting High and Low. AHA! AHA, AHA! At Royal Albert Hall, which I am so excited about. It's a dream venue. And I may actually see a second show because if I'm freaking flying over there, I may see them in Leeds too. Mm, And I'm also doing our scouting work for hopefully next year. Yes, you are. When the boys, our favorite boys, will hopefully be playing some shows in London and Birmingham, which we plan to go come see those too. Yeah, I think that would be my furthest. I would like to go back to Iceland. Oh, I want to go to Iceland. I didn't go to Iceland to see a show. I went to Iceland to go on vacation. But since they're there again, I would like to go again. I I thought about that, but I didn't book anything. Yeah. My weirdest place that I've seen concerts, probably the 80s cruise, Mm -hmm. which I got to see Billy Ocean sing a freaking Caribbean queen in the Caribbean, (laughs) like outside Jamaica, because he didn't stay on the ship. He actually came off and on the ship to just do his sets and he was really fun and still sounds great. And he's like, I think mid seventies now. I mean, he's, he's up there. Yeah. Sounded really good. So the eighties cruise, I went last year, not this year was so much fun. Rick Springfield was the host. So there were a lot of Rick chicks or Ricksters. I don't know what they call themselves. (laughs) Both things fans on the ship. (laughs) That was so much fun. So that had Mike and the mechanics and it had Thomas Dolby and then Katrina and the Waves, I just talked about her earlier, and Loverboy, and Lou Graham, a foreigner who was the breakout. He was so good. He was amazing. He sounded exactly the same. Little old man, like, kind of shuffles out because he's had, like, brain surgery. I think he had, like, a tumor or something. Wow, His yeah. health has been very, very spotty, but he's back singing, and he sounds so good. That's so good. It is, it is really good. He and then an amazing voice. Was it Greg Kent? Which one was it that was so creepy? Oh, oh Tommy Two-Tone. Why do we keep confusing? Yes. <laughs> Tommy Two-Tone was creepy. So Tommy Two-Tone was always hanging out, like, on the 80s cruise, there's a VIP section where they can go kind of hang out with other artists. But then if they want to come out and hang out with the people, like the crowds, they they do. Well, Tommy decided he was always going to hang out with the crowds. So literally at breakfast, we look and it's like the coffee station. Tommy Two-Tone is standing right there. (laughs) And so it was fun. He was very accessible, let me put it that way. Um, Who else was on it? Oh, Berlin. Okay. And Terry is just so sweet, and they sounded so good. The Tubes. Fee Waybill? Yes. Is strange as always. Okay, so... The cool part about the 80s cruise is they would do, like, after-hour shows. So, like, not even, like, so with the 80s cruise, every night they have, like, an official big show, as well as dress-up parties. So, like, theme nights. So, people that know me know that I love to dress up, and I love the 80s. And I know Duran Duran is not an 80s band. Oh, side note, all these people on the 80s cruise are like, Duran should come on the 80s cruise. I'm like, they'll never come on the 80s cruise. Just trust me. Not happening. Not Not happening. happening. And I tell them this, and they don't listen to me, so whatever. I'm trying to set them straight. But cool thing about the 80s cruise is the VJs are there. So, I get to actually meet um, Mark and Alan. Alan and Nina, and I got to chat with them, which was super fun. And um, they broadcast, there's a podcast from there, Stuck in the 80s podcast, which is kind of fun. These two guys do like trivia stuff. Mm. Um, they actually got to do a podcast with the VJs on this oh, last cruise, cool. which was fun. But it's just great because it's just kind of people that love to have fun times. Oh, the after party. So at night, these bands would go and play. So like every night, Rick Springfield would come out like in this little like bar area and play like whatever he felt like playing, which was fun. And, like, I love a song called State of the Heart, 
which is different than Affair of the Heart. He has yes. two songs. State of the Heart's a very deep cut with Rick. And like at one of these after hour shows, like he's asking for a request. So I yell really loud, State of the Heart. And he's, he's like, okay, we'll play it. And like his band, he's like, I don't think my band has ever played this whole song because right now he's been doing medleys and they knew part of it. And then all like the serious Rick chicks were like, yes. So it was like, like a B-side situation that I helped to, you know, <laughs> help to facilitate because I mean, I have my love for my other music fans. So if there are any Rick chicks that ever go to a Duran concert and they're taking requests, please yell like an angel or secret October <laughs> as loud as you can. And we will really appreciate that. But back to my weird fun things that happened on these concerts. One night it was Rick and Thomas Dolby and Thomas Dolby. Oh, and then Dolby's guitar player, he was playing for um, David Bowie. Like it's one of his guitar oh, players. Wow. Forgot his name. I got a picture with him. Thomas Dolby sings the cure. So talk about weird, like Rick Springfield, Thomas Dolby, <laughs> and they're playing the cure because they want to play like whatever they want to play. And so they like, we're doing random cover songs, everything. Because everybody loves the cure. Exactly. That was sort of fun because you had a chance to kind of be around these people at different situations. I got to go to a wine tasting with Terry at Berlin and she is so cute. And you know, her. and she's just like recommending all these wines with the sommelier. Is that how you say it? The wine person. Sommelier. sommelier. I talked to her for a few minutes about Richard Blade's book and oh. you know, she she and Richard are good buddies now, and she's glad that I bought his book and supported his effort, yeah. which, side note, super fun read, so everybody needs to go out and, Fantastic. I'm still trying to get and read it. his book. Yeah, well, it's an audio book, so I, oh, yeah. I've listened to the first chapter about seven times. Well, you know that John t- does his That's section. That's why I yeah. listen to the first exactly. chapter. Exactly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, okay, Stephanie, where is the furthest or weirdest place you've seen a show? It's not the furthest because we are still in Texas, but the, I would say, well, look at me sideways when I say that the only place that I've ever seen Pearl Jam is in a small town. And if you're not from Texas, it's not going to make any sense to you. Um, but Nacogdoches, Texas is about five. <laughs> Naca nowhere. Naca nowhere. <laughs> Nacogdoches, Texas, home of the Stephen F. Austin um, Lumberjacks, is where I saw Pearl Jam, and I saw Pearl Jam in 93, I want to say, and it was on the Versus Tour, so this was their second album, and they opened up with Daughter, and at the time, this is where the drummer was from, so that was one of the only Texas dates, one of the only dates that they played that year, and it was that date um, on a college campus, and it was phenomenal. I was front row. It was amazing, and even in that little coliseum or stadium or auditorium, whatever you want to call it, uh, the show was fantastic. Before they really, I mean, yes, they were big, they were Pearl Jam, but for them to just play that place in a select date, because my best friend at the time went to college up there is how I ended up there. So for me, it was a six-hour drive from San Antonio to get to Nacogdoches, Texas, (laughs) but amazing. Uh, shout out to Chuck, because Chuck was there too. Can't say enough about that show. Was that, okay, the furthest, was it D.C. that Suzanne mentioned earlier? Probably, right? yeah, New York, D.C., um, for Duran. Um, I have seen uh, Duran in San Francisco as well. Fillmore, which was an amazing venue. Um, and if we're talking about venues and places, I would say right now, um, Red Rocks would be the best show one of the best shows that I've been to just because of the atmosphere the sound it was just magic it was amazing and to see your favorite band um at a place that you've always wanted to see a show was just the icing on the cake and the great thing about Red Rocks 
is that the bands are so excited to play because it was the first time Duran had played at Red Rocks, and I think they were playing Hollywood, like the Hollywood Bowl, the Hollywood Bowl like a week or two later. Mm-hmm. So they are super excited to be there, and the energy is just so great. And then that show, Clean Bandit opened, who are super fun. And then Chic, which we've already talked about how much we love Chic, but Chic was there. And that's the show where Simon was in the sound booth behind us. We did not realize that he was dancing behind us until afterwards we heard that he was like literally like two feet behind us dancing to Chic. Mm-hmm. And I sneaky boy, Duran. And my, my helpful hint on the Red Rocks, if y'all ever go and someone offers you a ride from the parking lot, take it. <laughs> take it to the top because there are I said let's a million, not hike up here a and there's the bus and let's I think we should take the bus up and no we, we wanted yeah. exercise no. yeah no it's <laughs> it's really steep and yeah. all the merch was at the top so you had to climb all the way up to the top and we did the little VIP reception so that was at the top and then once you get into like Red Rocks seating area all the smoking is on the edge so not only are you a million feet above sea level with no air people are blowing smoke in your face yeah. while you're trying to climb the stairs it was all worth it though yeah it was <laughs> all worth it once the show started once it started once we scaled the mountain and then scaled back down to our seats. cool breeze came in yes. but as the lights went down uh-huh. meeting the sun yes uh, just phenomenal just you need to get to a show everyone needs to go see mm-hmm. a show right, right. any show yes okay so Deanna what about you So the one that comes to mind is not necessarily a strange place because it was Chicago. It's one of the furthest places I've been to to see a show, and it was to see Chris Isaac on New Year's Eve. Oh, my Um, I also saw Chris Isaac in San Francisco. So I was a bit of a Chris Isaac freak. Um, I saw him do the ACL taping. Yeah, it's an interesting story. (laughs) I have an interesting Chris Isaac story. There's several stories, actually. But um, it started when I saw him... In 1987, I think, wow. at Liberty Lunch in Austin. Those of us that are the unicorns that are Second native Austin. Second time it's been mentioned. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and I got and I got to meet him. <clears throat> Excuse me. We um, I went with my brother, my oldest brother, and we waited like in the back or whatever, and waited for him. And he came out, you know, and signed some stuff. And I was like, oh my god, and just you know, all giddy. And this was way before any of the way Wicked Game Wicked stuff Game. Yeah, happened. This was his first album, Silvertone, and Anyway, so I followed him pretty closely, and, and I love his music, and I've seen him several times. Kind of a condensed version. I Each time that I would go to a show, I'd get to meet him. So he would recognize me. Um, I saw him at Green Hall, got invited up on the stage to dance, you know, because he'll do, he'll do that bit um, in his shows. I, I don't know if he does it anymore. And I was up at the front, and, and before the show, I saw the bass player and the guitar player and then the drummer, and you're like, hey, how's it going, you know, whatever. And so when it came time to invite girls up on the stage to dance, they were like, you, and you <laughs> up on the stage and dancing. And, don't mind if I do. Yeah, and then Chris... Isaac, he he looks at me and I, and I had like a signed shirt. I had a T-shirt that he signed oh, from the first gosh. time that I saw him at Liberty <laughs> Lunch. And he looked at me and he grabbed me and he picked me up on stage. <laughs> and he goes, you're tiny. And I was just like, because he made that comment when I had met him previously. Uh-uh. <laughs> anyway, so there, there's several, there were several occasions where, where I got to meet him. He was playing, uh, he always does a New Year's Eve show. And I think he still does. Um, and this was in the 90s, like 95, 96. I, mean, I think I it was 1995. All the time then. 
Mm-hmm. I was listening to him all yeah, the time. Yeah, I think it was yeah New Year's Eve '95 going into '96. I knew he was like doing a show, and sh- I found out he was doing a show in Chicago. It's like. I've got to go. I've got to go see him. Mm-hmm. I was just like dead set to go. Um, and I had family that live up there. I have a bunch of cousins. And, and I told my parents and a good friend of mine, uh, Candace, you know, we're still, we're still friends and we've been friends since um, elementary school. I somehow convinced her to come with me, <laughs> but my parents went, like my parents, we drove oh, to wow. Chicago <laughs> because they, we made sort of a trip out of it, right? right? Let's go spend time with the with family, you know, and go for New Year's. We've never been, we've been up to Chicago like in the summer, but it never been like, you know, for the holidays. So we drove up there. I got, we got tickets and it was like, a, you know, like a dress up thing. So we got all dressed up. It was like cocktail attire and it was at the Fairmont Hotel. We got a table, we got all fancy and dressed up and everything. And yeah, it was so fun. And in the midst of all these occasions when I met him, there was a period of time where he, he wore a bunch of tie clasps on his lapel. And one of the times when I met him, I, I stole a tie clasp from my dad, my dad's collection, and I gave it to him. <laughs> he was almost like floored like that, that I did that. And he's like, thank you. You know, he was really sincere about it. And he gave me one of his. So we exchanged tie class. So I still had it. <laughs> so that was the identifier that I had whenever I would see him. Because this was a span of like a few years that would go by right. in between shows. And so we were at the show um, for New Year's. It was so much fun. And I had my little tie class and got invited up to the stage. But it was like random, like random in the sense that they didn't know. Right. So it was me and this other girl and some other girls. And so I was like, hey. <laughs> it's me. It's me. It's, it's me. me. <laughs> he's like, like laughing and everything, and you know he's playing and dancing or whatever. Yeah, so that that was pretty funny. Um, I got really drunk that night. I, I didn't I didn't do anything stupid, but um, <laughs> but it was so much fun. It was yeah. so what an amazing story. That's yeah, fun. I didn't. Even yeah, know. And we've never heard that story. Before. Yeah, yeah. there's such a Chris Isaac thing. Yeah, I was. Yeah, there's more to the story, so I'll, I'll have to tell you. More. <laughs> so I saw Chris Isaac record. <laughs> his ACL taping yeah like the show and this was back in the early 2000s mm-hmm. when he actually had to sing Wicked Game three times because they yeah. had to make sure and yeah. get it so they would re-sing so I'm like you can sing Wicked Game about 15 times mm-hmm. and he had his jacket had all the little mirrors on it yeah. and it was like yeah. you know that yeah, suit, that like weighed yeah. like a million pounds mm-hmm. but that was a fun night and then Stephanie and I have danced on stage do you want to talk about that sure <laughs> <laughs> but not with Chris Isaac. With Chic. Yes. Oh my gosh. That was a dream. And it's what I'm what I'm the type of person that I don't really like all eyes on me and so I'm not the look at me like yeah. I need a spotlight type of person. So I was very hesitant uh to go up on stage with like twenty thousand people watching me. Um but once we got up on stage it was incredible and I that just puts a smile on my face and it's so much fun. And of course we were on stage during good times and just interacting with everybody. I mean, to be standing behind Nana Rogers on the stage dancing um, and for him to turn around and have that huge, you know, warm smile right coming right back at you is just one of the most incredible experiences. And, you know, we'll be forever grateful for the opportunity for that. So we've got it on film. Yes. And so so, So, in the way that she could do it, it was the last 
one of the last songs in their set. So Stephanie had already been in the front, like loving the show, having a great time. And I was like, I want to dance with the girls because when we seen them pull people on the stage, no one would ever like booty bop with them. I'm like, this is freaking disco. <laughs> so we're walking on stage and, and they're like, have us in a line. Cause there's about, I don't know, 25 or 30 people yeah. kind of across the whole stage. And was it Filomi that grabbed us? Mm-hmm. She's like, stay with us, dance yeah. with me. So yeah. Stephanie, I got to dance with Filomi, and we <laughs> I did do a little booty bopping with, yeah, with her. Yeah, it, it was so much fun. But because we got to stand with her, we were literally like four feet away from Nile. It was it was just it was amazing. Mm-hmm. The Godfather. It's so much fun. And and the lights are so bright. And that's the thing, yeah. yes, there were like twenty thousand people. You can't see yeah, past yeah, like the yeah. fifth row. And I had friends, so Barry and Angela were in the back and they're like, Our friends stage. <laughs> and so like I felt like we had a little bit of an audience. And then later people were like, We saw you up there on the stage. Oh, wow. So it was really fun. Yeah. And it's such good is, energy. I mean, the energy, it truly is a good time. Yeah. And I recently read that um, Niall never tires of playing that song, and I'll never tire of hearing yeah, that song because absolutely. it is just associates such a warm place and such a happy place that good. feel good um, situation, whether you get the opportunity to be on stage or not. Just even being in the audience um, to experience that with the crowd is, is always phenomenal so. yeah so that was in san antonio at the at&t center in san antonio we've also seen duran at the tobin center which is like the best venue yeah. for music or production ever i think it's so fantastic oh it's sonically great. it's fantastic it's beautiful inside there you can't have a bad seat no it's mm. it's awesome and that was just amazing. We went to two nights there with the Tobin, or I went to two nights in the Tobin Center. We were in the front for one night, which now that I've had the drug of being in the front for those shows, then I have to get yes. the dumb VIP seats. And then the second night, I actually went up to the balcony, and that was just cool to have a different perspective yeah. kind of from the side and kind of know what was happening and stuff. That that was Paper Gods, and earlier they had been in Austin at CODA, so out at, at the Circuit of the Americas which is not my favorite venue in Austin because it's just a little big and a little hot. It's one of those places where you just kind of, you just hang out, you know, it's outside, which is nice. And, you know, you kind of, it's a different vibe and a different feel to it, but it's not, it's not as intimate. It's not the same. And, and, you know, you kind of get, people are just talking and, you know, it's just, it's like a distraction almost. You know, like the music is just background to everything else that's going on. Exactly. You know, and I don't like that part. And honestly, when I go out there, I'm now, I want to get on the grass, just be towards the front of the grass. Yeah. Because it's like, it's more like a picnic kind of thing. Mm -hmm. You get a breeze and you're right. Mm -hmm. The people are kind of, it's a bigger venue. So there's just some more kind of fans that are just there hanging out. Because when we went to see the foos, the struts opened for them and like no one was listening to the struts. (laughs) Because Shush. they were just like, oh, let's we just wander around. Traffic, so I missed it. Oh, well, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but Duran was there when we saw them earlier in the year when they were in Austin. But there's also a very fun thing that happened this week, three years ago? <laughs> yeah. Three years ago? Three years ago? Three years ago. Okay, so this yeah. week, three years ago, Duran were in our lovely fair city. And as you notice, that we like to hang out and you know, we have friends that are fans and obviously we go to a lot of shows. We're talking about other shows and a lot of these shows we've seen together. Some we've seen on our own, but we go to a lot of shows together. So when Duran are in our town, sometimes 
we go hang out kind of downtown in areas that they could possibly be. <laughs> and so three years ago, we were having happy hour downtown. We were just visiting, getting ready for a show the next day. This was the day before the show. I was going to have to leave happy hour because I actually had a meeting up at church. So I'm walking out to my car and Roger Taylor is walking down the sidewalk. So I quickly run to my car. <laughs> Start putting the top down to let our listeners on the podcast know my my, my car at the time was a hard top convertible. So it kind of looked like a transformer, like all the little pieces would like go down. And every boy that ever saw it was very fascinated. So Roger saw the hard top going down in the car. And I also had been listening to Paper Gods. So Pressure Off was the song that was playing. So I just kind of turned it up. And I turned around, just casually turned it up, and I turned around, and he was literally like 10 feet behind me, so I waved, and I pointed at the radio, and I said, Roger, hi, I'm getting ready for your concert, and that's all I was going to say, and then kind of go do my thing, and he walks over, and he was like, nice car, good song, and I'm like, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) and he's like, where are you going, and I'm like, oh, I have a meeting at church, and he's like, well, is the W Hotel on the way to your church? I want to go to Urban Outfitters. And I'm like, mm, yes. And he's like, will you drop me? And I'm Even like. Even though it is nowhere near. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Roger it was technically. Roger could have been going anywhere. He <laughs> like, oh, anywhere. It was technically sure, on the way <laughs> to my church. Anyways, he gets. I, he asked for a ride. I say, certainly, get in the car. So he gets in the car. And get in the car. Right <laughs> yes. now. He seatbelts himself in my car. So <laughs> safety yeah. first. So I'm driving. Except for the stranger danger. Yeah. yeah. So I'm driving, and all my friends are like, you know, if you get to talk to the guys, just be cool. So I'm in my mind, I'm like, I gotta be cool. And so I'm like trying to be a tour guide. You should go to South Congress. You should go do this. I don't know. I'm, I'm saying Austin stuff. And so then I go, and by the way, um, your taxi fare is a selfie when we get there. Because I was like, I'm going to throw this in. He's like, okay. So he agreed to the picture. So then he goes, well, what's your meeting? And I'm like, oh, it's a recovery meeting. And he's like, I'm sober. Are you sober? And I'm and at this point, we knew JT was sober, but we didn't know Roger was also sober. And I'm like, well, um, yes, but my issue is food. And I said, and it's at church. So Jesus is my higher power. So I'm telling a rock star about Jesus, driving my car, not wrecking. And so then we get to our destination, which was a few blocks away. And I pull over in a safe place, like safety still is first. I pull over in a parking area. And as he's about to leave, like we take a picture and I actually made him take it because I didn't like my angle. And so he took it and I let him out of the car. We said our goodbyes. And (laughs) I I didn't stop him. So then I drive around the corner and I text my friends who are back at happy hour and then go on to my Bible study and I'm not hyperventilating. I make it safely in my Bible study. Now, a couple of the girls here were there. Do y'all want to pick up on the second half of the story that I was not there? I think all three of them. Oh, we're, the, the three, Deanna, Stephanie, yeah. and I were all yep. there. Okay, yeah. So we're I don't know there. whose phone pinged first or if they all actually simultaneously, I think, were phones But I remember <laughs> looking at my phone and 
like trying to figure out what the hell just happened here. Yeah. But I believe in my figuring it out. Nothing but a squeal came out of my mouth. I think we all simultaneously opened up our phones at the same time because we thought it was strange that all of our phones would go off at the same time. So what is this message that all of us got at the same time? We opened it up and I think we screamed at the same time. I started laughing uncontrolled, like this weird freak out laugh Mm -hmm. that I got that night. I'm sure I fell on the floor. (laughs) I'm sure. That or the margarita, one or the two. Yeah. Yeah. Multiple. That was we were at happy hour. That was (laughs) one of like the best moments. I mean, you had just had the best moment, but I think our reaction to how happy we were was like Mm -hmm. I mean, I've never felt that feeling ever. And I haven't felt it since then. Mm -hmm. So at that point that was great. Truly when you're when your people, your persons or your tribe or your gang, your lady gang, whoever it is that you are close with has a moment and you know how much it's going to mean to them and for it to happen um and we weren't necessarily expecting it to happen so soon uh, we were just so elated i mean it's almost like there was a scream and this i think we probably started hugging each yeah. other for you because <laughs> you, you weren't there and we um, were making such racket yeah security to the point where security around, came around sure everybody wanted to know what was going on <laughs> but we were just in such a well like i like to call happy place celebrating the fact that you got to meet roger so um that is still so, that was my just favorite. meeting Roger. Yeah, not, yeah. Just, not, not just meeting Roger, but for it to happen <laughs> like in that type of moment. Yeah, that yeah. personal moment to actually be the sheriff. <laughs> The show the show for, for Roger is incredible and it's, it's probably one of my favorite brand stories in the history of ever and it's not even my story. Yeah. Um, so what but, happened when you ran into yeah. him later on? And we 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 <laughs> run into him later on and um, we I kind of motion him over and um, we have a chat amongst the group and I pull out the picture and I'm like, what's this stranger danger? <laughs> and he's like, what? And I'm like, that's she, that's our friend Suzanne. She's with us. And he was like, oh, okay. And, and, um, so yeah. So. And then didn't he say, well, she had a cool car. Yeah. She had a cool car. Her so. car was very cool. Her yeah. car was very cool. So. Yeah, yes. Yes. And I mean, and, I'm a Roger girl. He was my favorite, like, all along. And so I tell my mother later, and she was very concerned. She's like, you picked up some strange man. I'm like, the strange man that you saw his face on my wall from, I mean, what, years? Like, for years and years. I was like, he was in more danger of me than I was. (laughs) And clearly, it was just all just love and just Texas hospitality, you know. So we we had a great time. So Roger or any other guys, when y'all are in town, I will definitely... Take where you Wait, wherever you want to go. Two of you have been chauffeurs of specific people so far, so I think that all of us are willing to drive. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, yeah. I picked up Sheik at the airport. Oh yes, okay. yeah. <laughs> Stephanie has at the airport. 
Okay. Well. Not everyone in chic. <laughs> Close enough. Don't want to section if that works. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Right <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to the Cherry Ice Cream Smile podcast. We are so glad you could hang out with us for a little while. Please subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, iTunes, or your favorite podcast player. And make sure to follow us on Instagram too. See you again real soon.